Hey, I'm so glad that you are here to join us today. Today, we're going to talk about mastering your mindset. And I think this is so huge. This is one of the things that really helped me get out of the rut of struggling with depression and anxiety. And I still use it today when my thoughts start getting wild and crazy and going off all kinds of strange directions. This is how I pump the brakes on the crazy train. So I'm really excited to share this with you today. This is um, taken in part from uh, my my new book, Undaunted in Darkness. It's, ah, can't point backwards. It's that one right there. <laughs> um, and so I have some, some notes and things that I want to share with you about that, about how we can actually apply this way of thinking about what we think about and getting rid of the thoughts that are untrue or destructive or don't work or negative and replacing that with good and true thoughts that motivate us in the, the ways that we should go. So I'm really excited about this. Um, I'm going to go over a couple of handouts that I made that go along with the book. There, um, these two. And you can get these on my website if you're not already like on my email list. Um, I will show the URL there. It's elizabethmyers.me slash printables. And you just put in your email there and then you get access to the whole Resilient Life Library. And there's a whole bunch of things that you can download. There's like discussion guides for the books. There's things that go along with it to help you remember it. So this is from the Renewing Your Mind chapter in the book. And we're going to share about that today. So this has some notes just that um, you can... If you have it already, you can follow along while we listen, but if not, you can go get that afterwards and it just helps you remember everything that I've said. So we're going to just jump right in. Um, this whole little section is based on Romans 12, 2, which says, don't be conformed to the way the world thinks, but be transformed by renewing your mind with God's word. And that's how we know that... Um, what his will is and how to please God and how to live lives that are satisfying to us. Cause ultimately those are the same things. So in the book Un undaunted in darkness, I go over five steps to that, but today I'm just going to cover the middle three because that's kind of the big crux of it. The, the first part is about reading your Bible to get those truths embedded in your brain in the first place. And I'm going to have a whole separate thing on that. So we're just going to talk about the three in the middle. I call them the three R's. And the way that we do this is to think about what we're thinking about. And you, we first need to recognize the thought that we're having that um, doesn't need to be there. And then secondly, reject that thought. And then thirdly, replace that thought. So it's recognize, reject, and replace. And we're going to talk about how to do each one of those because they um, are all important. Here's the thing is a lot of times we just have thoughts that kind of go on repeat in the back of our mind, kind of even subconsciously. We're maybe not even actually aware of what we're thinking or what we're telling ourselves. And it's just been a part of the way that we think just our habits and our patterns so long that we just don't even recognize it. And if you think about like ruts in a road, you know, there's just we have like neurological ruts where our mind just keeps going along that same track and it reinforces those connections between those neurons. When we lived out in Illinois, there were places where you could still go out today and go see the ruts in the dirt from the trail where, where people got on their covered wagons and went out west. Like the ruts are still there today. Even though people no longer drive their wagons over there, you can still see where that traffic went because there was so much over such an extended period of time. 
And our brains are much the same way. If you just kind of think of like a path through the forest or, you know, through anywhere, the more you travel back and forth on that path, the stronger that path is going to get. And it takes effort to make a new path. If you think about walking through a forest or a jungle or something, if you're going to go into a new place you haven't gone before, that's going to take more effort. There's going to be more things in your way, more things that are going to trip you up, things uh, that you have to cut down or get out of the way, like get your machete and chop a new trail. And it's much easier for your brain to go on the trail that it's always gone on. But if you don't like where that's leading you, then you need to get a new trail to a new direction because... When we have a new mindset, we're going to get new results in our life. So if there's a part of your life that you're unhappy with or you think it could be more or better than it is, um, examining your mindset about that area and making changes there can really change the destination of where you're headed, just like a path. So the first thing is to recognize what, what path am I on? What rut am I going through that I don't want to be there? That's not leading me to a good place. And that's when we need to think about what we think about. Um, and there's a scripture in Philippians that talks about, you know, think about whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is true, whatever is noble. And it's this big long list and um, different versions use different words. Um, but on the the handout that I have online at that um, elizabethmyers.me slash printables, where you can go get this paper. Um, and this is also in the book in um, Undaunted in Darkness. It's uh, written in there for you so that you can refer back to it. But I like to have like a handy little sheet where I, you know, I don't have to find that page in the book. I can just have this right at my hand. So um, here's how we test to recognize if this thought is a thought we should be having or not. Is it true? There's so many times where we, we think something that's not even true. Is this based on what God says or is it a lie that I accidentally believed or I, you know, maybe I thought it was true, but it's not. Is it noble? Is it a high quality thought? Is it right? Both informationally, is it right? And, and morally, is it right? Or is it incorrect to begin with? Is it pure, uncontaminated by worldly filth? Is it lovely? Is it attractive or is it ugly and disturbing? Is it admirable, respectful? Is it excellent? Is it something outstanding that I want to think or something lousy? And is it praised worthy? Is it something that God would approve of? And I know in my own life, just because of the, the way my personality is wired and, and my own little quirks, I tend to fail in this area a lot when it comes to things I tell myself about myself. Um, I, I will catch myself all the time saying, oh, I'm such an idiot. Or, really, that's not true. That's not who I am. That's not who Christ says I am. He says that he loves me enough that he died for me. So when I can stop those negative thoughts about myself happening and recognize, you know, I would never say that to somebody else. I, that's not how I would talk to my children. I have no business talking to myself that way. And to go back to scripture and say, what does God say about me? God says that he loves me no matter what. And, and that's really helpful. Even just the other day we were driving to our homeschool co-op and I'm, I'm teaching the sophomore class and I'm teaching biology and I forgot the microscopes that we needed. We had three labs to do that day. So on the, you know, we're there in the car. I'm like, ah, oh, I forgot the microscopes. You know, we didn't have time to turn around. So that meant we, the, our school is like an hour away from where we live. That meant my husband have to drive an hour there and an hour back to deliver these microscopes. And I felt so bad, you know, for wasting people's time when it had been so easy for me to just take it with me. 
And so, you know, I'm just like out loud, verbally beating myself like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did this. And, I, and the kids are like coming to me going, no, mom, it's okay. It's okay. And they're, they're helping me redirect my thoughts. And I was just, I was so touched by that in the moment because I'm like, here I am setting this terrible example for them, <laughs> but they're encouraging me in truth and goodness and beauty. And I, I just thought that was so neat. Um, and we need to do that for each other and encourage each other in that way. So recognizing those thoughts, that's the first step. And sometimes it's the hardest, especially if it's something that we've been believing for a long time, or we're kind of believing subconsciously and don't really think about what we're thinking about. All right. Step two, after we recognize the thought that we don't want to hang on to anymore, we have to reject it. It's not just going to evaporate on its own, especially if it's something that keeps coming up, something that we've been rehearsing in our head for a long time. It's not just going to go away just because we decided it wasn't serving us well. Uh, we have to actively get rid of it. And um, in the book, I talk a lot about, I compare our mind to a garden and it's very easy for weeds to grow up and to take over our thinking and to sort of push out the good things, you know, not steal nutrients and, and the soil, so to speak, from the things that we want growing in our mental garden. And these weeds take over. And before we know it, we're infested. Um, if you think about cleaning your house or your room or whatever, it you have to put energy in to getting it clean. It, it doesn't do itself. If you leave things alone, your garden gets overgrown, your house gets messy, things fall apart. We have to put energy into keeping them the way that we want them to go. And uh, I know we're, we're trying to start a garden and grow some of our own food here. And this past summer was just crazy. We were fighting the grass. I tilled it all up, but it kept growing back over. And, grow and right now, if you go out there, you're like, I think there used to be a garden here, but the grass has come back. It took over everything. So I have different plans to attack that this year, but we need to have that same mindset with our thoughts and how we think about uh, the things in our, how we interpret the events of our life and how we um, think about ourselves. It was so freeing to me when I realized that just because I have a thought doesn't make it true and doesn't mean it, it has the right to take up space in my brain. We can have thoughts that, that go over, but we don't let them roost in our hair. Um, so that's where this comes in of rejecting that thought. So every time that thought comes up, we have to go, wait, that's not what I chose to think about this and say no to that thought. Now, as with a lot of things, if you just take out the bad thing, then you've left a vacuum there. And, and that's really hard. Like think about changing a habit. Really, this is just habits of your brain, of your thoughts and how you think. But you can't just get rid of something. You have to replace it. You have to put something else in its place. So I can't just reject the thought and say, no, I don't want to think that bad thing about myself anymore and just leave it at that. We have to replace that negative thing with a truth. And I get my truths from scripture because that's the best source of things. Um, it's easy to get befuddled by, well, what, what is the right thing? You know, there's so many different messages coming at us from so many different directions. And so, you know, I can choose to believe what this person says or what that person says, or what I think about who I am or what I should be doing in life. But ultimately God's opinion is the only one that matters. And so I go to him and I say, who do you say that I am? Who, what do you say I should be doing? And that really helps me get my mind back on track and back where it should be. So we recognize the thought that's not serving us well or is not true or not praiseworthy, not beautiful. We reject it 
get rid of it, say, no, I don't. We have to actively say, I don't want that thought anymore. And then we have to replace that with the truth. And so that's where uh, reading our Bible regularly ties into that. And like I said, I'm going to have a whole separate um, talk on that later. But from those, then we get the results that that are better for us, things that we enjoy, things that fulfill us. Um, we're able to get our lives into the way that we want to be going. Um, if we are always thinking thoughts of, well, I'm the victim or um, this is not fair. I can't do anything about this. I've always been this way. I can't fix it. You know, this is always going to happen. I deserve this bad thing. You know, if we get stuck in these kinds of thoughts, that's just kind of like a downward spiral to, to no place good. Um, but when we can redirect those thoughts and say, no, that's not correct. And this is where I want to go. Then that's where we can go to the places that lead us to the good things in life. Um, so like I mentioned, you can go to the um, Resilient Life Library and download these two sheets that cover those things that I just said. Um, that is at elizabethmeyers.me slash printables. If you're already like subscribed to you know my newsletter or you get emails from me, then you already have access to this. It's at the bottom of every email. Um, it says you have access to the Resilient Life Library. It gives you the password to get in there. And you can just go and download anything you want. And I'm always updating, you know, adding more things to that. But I also have a second resource that I've made for you. And this is even more robust than that. So here's a new URL for you. If you go to elizabethmeyers.me slash mindset, then you can download this whole uh, mindset manager workbook that goes along with what we thought today. And this has been so helpful to me. It has a sheet that tells you what, a weak mind is like and what a strong mind is like. That a weak mind has negativity, bitterness, anxiety, hopelessness, unrealistic expectations. Hello, I'm guilty. Critical thoughts. A strong mind, though, is optimistic, forgiving, full of peace and hope, able to deal with reality that faces us and full of grace, not only for ourselves, but also for others. That's the strong mind that we want. And so it talks about how to to cure poisoned thinking with those three steps that we just went over. But then here's the um, the fun part of it is it has these worksheet pages where you can actually fill it in with your own thoughts. This is a thought journal of, you can, sorry, this hand, recognize and reject and replace those thoughts. And you can actually write down, you know, what, what are you thinking about something? Where did that thought come from? Do you want to keep that thought? Or do you maybe need to kind of rework it a little bit? you know, be deliberate about it. So it has pages for that. And then there's a page for um, where you can write down the negative thing you're thinking like, I'm, I'm not worthy, or um, I'll, I'll never get good at this, or this, this thing that I'm working on or feel called to do is destined to fail. And you can replace it over here with with the replacement thought of instead of thinking this negative thing over here, I want to think this thing that is true, that I that I can do all things with Christ, that I am destined for victory and for goodness. That's what I was created for. I wasn't created to be a victim. I was created to be a victor. And so many times we have to just remind ourselves of that because life can really just beat us up. Um, but there's a, a thought journal. So as you're thinking things, um, you can write down the the date and the thought that you had. And I think it's good. I, I said here, thoughts you want to take captive. You know, there's a verse about take every captive I'm sorry, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, which is really, really hard if you've ever tried to do that. But um, this helps you write down those thoughts that you need to take captive. But you could also write down good thoughts you have. 
you know, to mark your progress when you, when you say, hey, this is hard, but I can do this. You know, you can write that down and say, hey, I thought I thought a good thing <laughs> this time when something went wrong instead of viewing it in ways that lead me to despair and anxiety. And then this is fun. This page is a truth tracker. So similar concept, except instead of necessarily what you're thinking, it's what you want to think. So you can, it has a place there where you can write the verse and then you can write the truth that goes along with it. And so then there's just some other pages that you could fill in to do that. And um, there's also some example pages in there. Um, I've mixed up all my papers now. So let me see if I can find it. There's some example ones where I wrote in, like, this is how you could use this worksheet. And I put in thoughts in there. So um, like recognize what thoughts troubling me and what triggered it. I feel alone. I think that God has forgotten me or abandoned me. I've thought that one a lot in the past. So reject it. Did this thought originate from God? Is it a truth found in scripture? If not, then reject it for the lie it is. So in that box, I said, I know this is not true. God said he will never leave me. I'm not going to allow myself to think that anymore. And then the third box is replace. What does God's word really say? What truth do I need to embrace to clear up my poisoned thinking? Jesus was forsaken on the cross for me, so I never will be. God is always with me, even when I cannot sense his presence. So um, it has an example of how you could use this worksheet for your own thoughts so that you can think about what you think about and you can be deliberate of which thoughts you choose to believe and which ones you choose to re reject. And like I said at the beginning, this has been huge for me in turning around ruts that I struggle with of negative thinking that I, I can just fall into them so easily if I'm not paying attention. You know, when I'm, when I'm stressed or when things aren't quite going the way I wanted or I expected, this is just kind of where I naturally veer off into. And it takes effort to get back to where I want to be, just like it takes effort to clean your house or to weed your garden. And it's not something you do once and you're done. It's it's like a constant maintenance thing. And it's so helpful for me when I actually take the time to sit down and think about what I'm thinking about and evaluate it and decide which thoughts I want to keep and which ones I don't. So that is what I wanted to share with you today. That's um, in... I think it's chapter five in the book on building a stronger mind. And um, what I'm wanting to do through these little talks every Thursday morning is just to give you tools that you can use to actually implement them. Because it's one thing to read something and go, oh, that's a great idea. It's another thing to actually do them. And I realized when this book came out that I'd kind of fallen off the train on a few of these things that I know are valuable, but I, you know, there's just been a lot going on the last couple of years. And um, some of my good habits have gotten upended. And so I'm wanting to get back on track. So I appreciate you guys for, for joining me and, and helping me with that. So our homework, if you want to call it that this week, is to think about what we think about. And you don't have to download these worksheets if you don't want to. You can just do it on a piece of notebook paper. Just identify a thought that you don't like, you don't want anymore. It's not true. It's not helpful. Recognize it for what it is then reject it however you want. You can write, no, I'm not going to believe this, or you can cross it off. Every time you have that thought, you can say no out loud if you want. I I don't do that when other people are around. <laughs> don't want people thinking I'm really on the crazy train, but I, I do do it when I'm alone sometimes. Um, and then replacing that thought, you know, write it down, post it somewhere where you can remember it. Because sometimes it's so much easier to remember the things that those ruts that we build in our mind. Like I can remember the negative thing, I think, but it, I'm like, what was that truth? I was supposed to replace it with again. So if we write it down and post it somewhere, write it on a sticky note and put it on your window or in your car or on your purse or with your toothbrush or at your desk, wherever, um, that will help you to remember that thought. So 
I would love to hear uh, what you guys think about this and how this works for you and uh, or maybe what other tips that you come up with. And let's just support each other in the group when we have these kinds of thoughts and replacing them with truth. And uh, another like additional point to this is to speak truth to others. Speak truth and kindness and love and grace, the same grace that God has forgiven you. Let's use that grace to speak to one another. So that's all I have for you guys today. Thanks for, for listening. And I hope this really helps you. If you have any questions or suggestions or, hey, what about this? Please reach out to me. Um, my email is hi at elizabethmyers.me. Or you can just PM me or post a question in the group or whatever. And um, I would love to, to help answer those or we can do a future um, talk on one of those. But my, my plan right now is to do these at 9 a.m. Central every Thursday morning. Each week's going to be on a different topic. And on Monday in the group, I'll post um, like a little question and answer of uh, what questions do you have about this topic. So based on the little poll that we did in the group, um, next week's topic is going to be on simple ways to eat healthier. And this is a big area that I need to work on right now, too. And that was the most popular voted one in our poll that we took in the group. So that's going to be next week's topic. So on Monday, I'll post a thing saying, hey, what questions do you have about healthy eating? And let's work through this together. I'm not an expert at any of this. I, you know, I, I have all kinds of disclaimers throughout the book, but I'm just a person that struggled with this. And and I I felt the the success of getting victory in some of these areas. And I want to help you find that victory, too. And I think together we can do this because we're. We're stronger when we're standing together rather than trying to stand alone. So that's my hope and my prayer for this group. And thank you so much. We'll stay in touch.